everybody, welcome back to Going for Two with Jack Taylor. My name is Jack Taylor. My name is Hunter Two. And we are back with another episode as we preview another uh, SEC weekend series. We'll be talking about uh, the upcoming series against the Auburn Tigers coming up as Mississippi State tries to win their third straight uh, SEC series and Auburn tries to get back on track and win their uh, win their second after dropping the series to Alabama last week. So um, usually on these episodes we would uh, uh, review a midweek game, but as we kind of alluded to last episode, we, our game against Southern University got canceled because of some scheduling conflict uh, in their conference. So um, don't have to talk about that game, but we do want to start off with uh, something a little different. We've, we've kind of been on a hot streak, would you say? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Without doing AI motivation, so uh, last week we kind of kind of did something along the lines of like letting AI be our um, like trip advisor kind of thing. What do you call that? A, um, um, a travel like, agent. Travel aid. That's what it is. Not trip advisor. It's like a, like a thing, like a company, or like a business or something. Um, so yeah, I think you just I'll, said the same thing like three times. Yeah, probably so. It's like a company and a business. And like a like a like a like an organization or something. Um, so yeah, we, we allowed it to uh, tell us what the best places to live in Mississippi were, and sadly, Oxford just didn't make the cut in top twenty five, and honorable mention. Um, but now, road trip to Auburn, Alabama. Here are a few things that uh, that our players and fans can do while they're there. Um, so according to AI, here are. A few things. So, there are many things to do in Auburn, Alabama. Depending on your interests and preferences, here are some possible options based on the search search results. If you enjoy nature and outdoor activities, you can visit uh, Chuakla State Park, offering hiking trails, camping sites, a lake, waterfall, and more. If you're an art lover, you can check out the Jewel Collins uh, Smith Museum of Fine Art, which showcases a collection of American and European paintings, sculptures, prints, and photographs. If you're a sports fan, None of you probably are. Uh, you can watch the Auburn Tigers play at the Jordan Hare Stadium. Oh, um, it's Jordan Hare. Oh. <laughs> Excuse me. Where the <laughs> Auburn Arena, which are both located on the campus of Auburn University. If you're interested in history and culture, you can explore Pebble Hill, which is a historic plantation house that hosts various events and programs throughout the year. If you're looking for some fun and entertainment, you can try your luck at the Auburn Escape Zones, which offer different themed escape rooms that challenge your problem-solving skills and teamwork. Uh, have you ever done an escape room? Yeah. Those things are so much fun. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, so it says these things are, these are these are just some of the many things to do in Auburn, Alabama, which I doubt. Um, you can visit <laughs> you doubt other, that these are some of the things to do? I doubt that Auburn. there are many other things to do. You can also visit other attractions, such as the Davis uh, Arb. Arboretum, the Career <laughs> Preserve and Nature Center, and the Auburn Raptor Center, and more. I'm kind of interested in the Raptor Center. Yeah, like I, I, I looked it up. Um, they're not raptors. It's just a bunch of birds. No, oh, like birds that are considered raptors. I don't know, bro. All right, well... Since we don't have a, uh, like I said, don't have a midweek to review, let's we can just go ahead and jump right into the Auburn um, preview. And uh, just looking back at our last few series with Auburn, we're kind of dominating the series, uh, and that actually includes a, a win against them in Omaha. 
Uh, we've won the last three series, um, and then in 2019, we, uh, like I said, we won that game in Omaha. That really crazy finish, and um, so yeah, I mean, just just recent years seems like we've we've dominated them, but both teams have been very successful. I mean, uh, both made it to Omaha a few times. Obviously, we won the national championship, but I mean, um, both teams kind of like in our seems like our golden age of baseball, um, but. Uh, and just like because of that, because we've both been very successful, I, I kind of wanted to um, put a year on this and go back and just see how even this series really has been. But I didn't want to like make it seem like I was just trying to give Mississippi State the edge. I didn't want it to be like some arbitrary year that I chose. So um, instead, you know what I did? I just decided every year that John Cohen has been involved in the, the series between these two teams – I'm just going to include those years. So whether he was there as a player, uh, head coach, uh, athletic director, um, I mean, even to present day, he's a part of it. But uh, yeah, since he's since he's now at Auburn, I just thought it would be fitting. So from 1987 to 1990, and then from 2009 to 2022, um, and even to present day, but just, just, just capping it at 2022 because those games have already happened. I'm going to give the, the stats of what these two teams have done when playing each other. Um, so just just bear with me. It's it's really not going to be that long, but uh, here Come we go. For us. So when John Cohen is involved, uh, State is leading the overall series 33-23. to 23. Um, That includes 17 different series, which State has won nine of those series, and Auburn has won eight. So very, very similar. Um, we've played them in the SEC tournament four times. I think those are all in 87 through 90, um, and State uh, won three three of the four of those, so three and one against Auburn there, and then obviously the one College World Series game. So we've played on, on neutral site uh, five times and went four and one in those. Um, when, t- when playing at Auburn uh, during this these very selective years, um, the series, there have been eight series at Auburn, uh, and the teams have split those four and four. Um, so something's get something's got to give this weekend. Now that we're playing at Auburn, uh, one team's going to have the the advantage. And since John Cohen is in fact involved, uh, it will count in these these here statistics. So, um, have you thought about yeah, tweeting I mean, this? What have you thought about tweeting these findings? Um, I, I bet they do numbies on like Gene's page or something. No, I, th- I think I think the good like the tweeter would like this you you have the the login for our twitter oh yeah yeah i don't send um, it to you but yeah i mean i just think like obviously we've been dominating uh the past three years we won those last three series um dating back to 2019 but i i really just i had a feeling this was a little bit more uh even than i had a, than than it seems um and, and although these numbers do seem kind of silly, like the the years that I chose, I think it is it does give you a pretty good um, glimpse of like what these teams have gone through. Because like in these selective years, you see really really good teams and really really like bad teams. I mean, finishing first in the SEC, finishing last in the SEC, going to Omaha, not making the regionals. I mean, even the last three years, State has gone to Omaha twice and not made the region, not made the NCAA tournament once. And same thing for Auburn; they've made Omaha twice and then not made the regional in 2021. So, um, I mean, it's just it, it's kind of odd, like how even these two teams are when it seems like Mississippi State historically is like this 
powerhouse baseball team that just kind of broke through. And then Auburn, I mean, in my mind, I'm like, they're just a lower half of the SEC. Um, but I mean, we talked about this, I think at the beginning of this season, like if you look back the last, I said five years, but even like since Butch Thompson got there, they're probably right up there with like being a top five team in the SEC. Um, especially like postseason wise. Um, I yeah, mean, obviously it, it was the thing like before Ole Miss won theirs last year. Yeah. It was it was like who was at that point who was Ole Miss better than in the West and like right right now it's the same thing that Arkansas has like what's differentiating them from Auburn? Yeah, exactly. Um, so I mean, obviously I'm talking about like the whole SEC. So 14 teams you've got in the last. I'm just gonna say that the last seven years, like Butch Thompson's been there. You've got uh, Florida, Vandy, State, and Ole Miss all with titles. And then, so that's the top four. Uh, and then Arkansas has been to Omaha three times in that time. Um, so they're probably right there at five. But I mean, Auburn, I mean, Auburn's done it twice. And um, and with a, a lot quieter of, the, of a regular season too. They just kind of sneak in there. So they're quietly like a, easily like a top half of the SEC team. Did they um, win a share of SEC? What was their title last year? The, they, wait, it was just SEC Player of the Year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sonny Deshara did it. That's so crazy. Who, who, did he tie with Dylan Cruz? It must have been. Yeah. Better, better, better probably have a chance to win that again. Dylan Cruz, that is. Um, but yeah, um, talking about how similar these two teams are, that that there's no surprise that this year they're very similar as well. Um Coming into the game, I think Auburn is 21-15-1. They have one tie, and then State is 22-15. and 15. Um, So, like, one game off from being the exact same record, and both 5-10 and 10 in conference. Um, and then, like, the same thing that's, you know, been the, the thorn in the side for Mississippi State has been the thorn in the side for Auburn. We both have the two t- highest team ERAs in conference play, um, and – that's that's the reason you know we both have pretty bad conference records right now but um you know i i said it about alabama a couple of weeks ago like um auburn might play bad but they they don't get swept they got swept by arkansas the first week but they've avoided it ever since they at least win one uh, game each weekend since then and um they actually did win the series against georgia before giving up 24 runs in the in game three of that series but mm-hmm. um That'll, that'll put a damper on your uh, conference ERA really quick. Um, but, yeah, I mean, two teams that have have had really, really a lot of success in the last five years are just finding themselves, you know, kind of scr- scratching and clawing out of a hole right now that they dug themselves in. But um, I'm, I'm kind of excited about this series. It, it's um, It kind of falls in, like, the, the third of three series in a row that State – can win and really needed to win and they've won the first two gives us a good opportunity to win three in a row and uh, with that being said why don't you start us off with what our uh, pitching matchups are going to look like yeah um so I'll, I'll just go with the friday one first because a big discussion starts when we get to our saturday one um, okay so on friday we have cade smith versus uh tommy vale vale he's a left-hander with a 90 mile per hour fastball and 81 mile per hour uh, change up slider um he's had kind of a weird thing uh, he's from seattle he went to tcu and then notre dame wasn't at either of those schools when we played them 
Yeah. Um, wasn't at Auburn at all when when we played them. So, I don't... He's, he's dodged he's avoided us long until, enough. <laughs> he's avoided us until now. Yeah. yeah. He's their only pitcher that has started every SEC weekend. Um, and he's coming off his best start of the year. He went six and two-thirds, two hits, zero runs, four walks, and four Ks. Um, his conference ERA is 6.65, and um, his whip is 1.65. Um, his um, K-to-walk ratio is 23-21. Uh, to 21. So, like, you know, we we should get some base runners. So, so maybe, maybe top of the lineup, we, we get it to Hunter and Dakota. And Please. Get them in a bad spot and chase them early. Yeah. Because uh, I really don't like behind them. So. Right. Hunter Hines has like gotten into this thing. Like if he's if, if he's hitting at all, he's hitting home runs, um, and for some reason, like it doesn't really make sense matchup wise. But he's he's done really well against left-handed pitchers, um, and I mean that's that's what we saw in the uh, um, game three against Ole Miss. Like that was just a, a pitch that he um, really liked from a left-handed pitcher, hit it out of the yard, and that was the go-ahead home run. So um, like you you mentioned, Tommy Vale is a left-handed guy. He doesn't have crazy velocity, so he, he might fall into that crafty lefty category, but don't tell our team that because um, that is that's a nightmare. But I, <laughs> I, I do like the matchup for, for him and Colton, even though it doesn't really make sense on paper. Yeah, um, and, so. and it's not like, so with like, I'm not sure this is really a thing, but with Butch Thompson teams, it doesn't seem like they ever have like, Okay, this is your middle reliever guy. This is who's gonna be there. After after Vale, there's no telling who's going other other than the next guy. Other than mm-hmm. their Saturday starter. No telling who's going. So if yeah. you get in get in on Friday and get to this pitcher, you could throw off the entire weekend. Right. It, it's not like it's gonna be like, Okay, we have a backup plan. We're going to go to the bullpen. This is a bullpen day. It's like, no, those are potential starters that you could be eating into. Yeah. Like, those right. are big-time pitchers. Like, it's not like those are bullpen pieces. Like, those are, like, pitchers that will be used as, like, will make up starts. <laughs> right. And, I mean... I know it's not very common for us. I know you mentioned that's kind of the Butch Thompson tendency, but kind of like what we what we had with Dom a few weeks ago. Like we, we kind of hoped that we wouldn't have to see him the first two games so that he could have a chance to start. Or I mean, I'm not saying that's what we hope, but like that, I think that's what our coaches went into the weekend hoping um, that we wouldn't have to use him the first two games so that he could start game three. But um, yeah, I mean, you, you dig into their pitching staff in in game one and. Um, and then you can do it again in game two, and they're they're really going to be because because they have those short leashes, and like instead of instead of their pitchers going like expected to go like six, they're they're probably going to go like three three and two thirds, and yeah. then someone else has to come in to make that other three, so like mm-hmm. that other three is basically a starter at that yeah. point. So if you right. knock out fast, it's it's completely different than just like. Oh, it's another reliever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, Tommy Vale seems to I mean, be be their their one constant guy. I think you mentioned he's the only one that started in every single weekend in SEC play. 
Um, yeah, and he's, uh, what was I going to say here? Yeah, I mean, he um, doesn't even seem like he's, like, this shutdown guy. He's only made it out of the fourth inning, like, twice. So, like, the, the short leashes are, are for real, even for, the, like, the one guy they trust more than anybody. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see, like, one one run rule, like, in game one or game two, and, and I think we could be set up, like, perfectly to, mm-hmm. to sweep this team. And I, it, may, it may not even take that, but just, like, distance ourselves with, like, using our offense that I, I am confident is better than Auburn's. And, um, you know, we could set ourselves up really good in, in this first game. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, you mentioned uh, something a little weird happening on Saturday, and that is uh, we're starting Colby Holcomb for the first time in SEC play. So Colby Holcomb is going to be going against Christian Herberholtz. And I'll, I'll go ahead and touch on what Herberholtz has done. This will be his uh, second SEC start. He started last week on Sunday against Alabama. He went four innings and gave up two runs. Uh, he's been out of the bullpen mostly this year, and he has a 5.74 ERA with a 1.72 whip. So, again, like we're going to get base runners. We should be able to um, to score runs, but I mean, that's just going to take timely hitting. We got it last week, so um, we're, we're going to have to have to, to carry that over. Um, but, yeah, Colby Holcomb getting the start over Landon Gartman, who we've seen every weekend the whole year. So um, did come out, I guess, it's been leaked since this post has been made that um, he is at least to some degree injured. So what all have you heard about that? Um, not, not really sure like how valid any, any of it is, but it seems like it's an arm injury. Um, some people are saying he took himself out of the Ole Miss game. Not sure how true that is. Um, it kind of, I mean, we looked at it. It made sense when we took him out, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, every move that they made made sense. I, yeah. I mean, neither of us would have put him back out there. So, um, yeah. Uh, hopefully, it's just he's sick and isn't feeling 100%, and maybe he'll go Tuesday against Ole Miss or um, just getting ready for a short week, and he'll be ready next week against on Thursday against Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, I'll be hopeful for that. Yeah. I mean, like I said, that's, that's all we really know. Anything else would just be pretty much speculation by some anonymous source. So um, it, it may be weeks before we hear anything official from the team. But, you know, after a week or two of not seeing him pitch, we, we can probably just draw our own um, assumptions at that point. But right now all we know is that he's not going to be starting this weekend um, and it probably will not be coming out of the bullpen either if I had to guess. Yeah. Um, I'm excited yeah, to see Col- Colby start. Yeah, um, this the starting Colby. I, I don't really like. I don't mind that he he had a really good start against um, Louisiana Lafayette, who's turned into be a really good team, uh, both in the Sun Belt and um, in a midweek the other day they beat LSU pretty convincingly. I thought. Um, so yeah, he had a good start against them. Really good hitting team, and uh, he's kind of turned into like a long relief kind of guy too. So we know that he can um, stretch out and you know eat up innings uh, so doing that from from as a starting pitcher is going to be kind of cool um, I, I would assume we at least get four innings out of him and um, you know I, I think he's I think he's got good stuff he's a he's a huge pitcher so um, I mean he's probably just intimidating on the mound first of all but also has some really good stuff too so I mean um, he has, he has better numbers than Gartman on the air 
Yeah. So, um, this yeah, also we, gives us an opportunity to to see Evan Sieri, which I I'm, I would have assumed we would have already or we would have seen him anyway because um, he didn't get to pitch at all against Ole Miss, and then uh, obviously we had a midweek get canceled, so he's probably been pitching you know bullpens and stuff, but um, just getting him back out there and um, making sure he's he's uh, got his confidence back up from that UAB game will probably be important. Um, but yeah, since we won't have Colby Holcomb as a long reliever this weekend, I, I, that also can open up, you know, a possibility to see um, Nate Dom twice and uh, and see Evan Sieri at least at least one time this weekend. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so basically we're gonna have to make up four in four four innings, right? Because that's yeah. how many guard went. Yeah, and I, I'm I know that we uh, we did eat a little bit of crow last week by like. Not not being confident in Aintema when he came in, uh, I mean he 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 did well. He did okay. Uh, was the victim of some errors, but you know if it happens this weekend, I'm still not going to be super confident. You know, nope. um, same thing with like if Parker comes in. Um, mm-hmm. Casey Hunt is the one guy that has has really just made a 180, and I'm I'm confident most of the time when he comes in. Um, still knowing that there's like five straight walks somewhere in there that he can he can provide. Um, what if Tyler man, Davis I, came in? Ooh, I'd rather have Tyson Harden. So, um, so yeah, I, I think that, I mean, because we, we really didn't have too many pitchers come in last week. No, so, we didn't lose, um, like, any. So, like, if four different guys can come in at some point throughout the uh, the weekend and give me one inning, I, I think I think it'd be okay. If Intima's one of them, you know what, fine. It, like I said, if, if we get out to a big lead and, and Parker becomes one of them, fine. Um, if but, Evan can eat up two. Yeah, I mean, then, then that's it, you know. Or if uh, Lofton because, is good to go and he can go one or two. Yeah, because there's a chance we could see Nixon twice if it's like for an inning at a time or... Um, or two and two. Yeah, two on Friday, two on Sunday, whenever. So two and um, two with uh, Dom as well. Yeah, right. Um yeah, I mean, we that, that's pro- just with with this offense being way less scary, we could probably stretch our starters. Yeah, that, that's that's well. probably accurate. Because this one through three, one through four isn't going to be nearly as terrifying. Right. Um, it's not going to be so yeah, instant I mean, that, death that, if you let them see him a third time. <laughs> yeah. So, like you said, I, I, I'm I'm excited to see Colby uh, get it get a shot to start on the <laughs> SEC weekend. Um, I. You know what? I, I like you said. He has better numbers than Gartman. Uh, Gartman's just kind of like, just like what we've always said. He's the, he's this Chevy, the old Chevy truck. Like he, he's, you know what he's going to give you. And Colby Holcomb could probably give you a better outing than that. But at the same time, could probably, you know, go one inning and you know blow up a little bit if things don't and, go and right. I really enjoy him out of my bullpen. Yeah, it it is his first time like starting in an SEC weekend. So I mean. But we, we saw Gerangelo have some confidence going into that Kentucky weekend, and things just didn't go well. So um, never really know what to predict in a, in a young guy's first start in a big moment. So uh, speaking of Gerangelo, um, we don't have much to say about this Sunday game, but we do know that he will be starting against TBA for Auburn. Um, so um, I guess TBA hit the transfer portal in this uh, second window of, of college football, you know. Um, but anyway... Um, yeah, Gerangelo coming off his best start, not only in SEC play, but of the whole season. So um, hopefully he can carry that over, and he's got a full week's rest. Um, so excited about that. Yeah, but, uh, I, I like 
I like I like our odds, to be yeah. honest. Especially, I know, keep on saying it, but especially if we can just run up a big lead and have have some pitching kind of stockpiled. Um, if we go into Sunday knowing that we have um, uh, Dom and Nixon available with Gerangelo, you know, with some confidence, I, I I'd almost tell you there's no way we lose that game, mm-hmm. just because it was enough to kind of stymie a really good Ole Miss offense, or at least a good Ole Miss top four. Um, and there was a Casey Hunt thrown in there too. So um, I, I don't know. I, I, I do like our odds against a, a Auburn team that's batting 237 in SEC play. So, um, How mean yeah. is Dakota going to be to the monster? <laughs> uh I don't want to give away who I was going to pick for my guy of the I just, I just wanted to think about this real quick. I, I was just thinking. Yeah. I I know Lotan always had fun with, with a monster. Uh, he had a couple home runs at Auburn, and then uh, obviously he, he, had, he had a fun little night at Vanderbilt. Can we put in Dakota on Cycle Watch? Maybe so. Do they have like a, a little area that he could get a triple in? Uh, I know they have that weird right angle, right, um, and left center. Yeah, I'm sure there's some right center field gap he can poke one to. Um, but if I don't know, I'm not sure he's like able to poke anything. It's just, it's just if you hit it all, if you hit it hard enough of off of it. Yeah. Jack, oh, man. Jack, I'm I'm sending you a picture there. Jack, it it that's a, that's a big. They could roll around in there. All right. Well, uh, like I said, Auburn hitting two thirty-seven in SEC play. That's that's near the bottom, and we're we're top five in team batting average in conference play with uh, hitting two seventy. Um, the the main guy that I'm I'm hearing his name a lot, and uh, I, I remember his name from last year, but it, it just kind of surprised me that he had these kind of numbers. Is Bryson Ware? He is a senior, actually from Madison, Mississippi. Um, went to Germantown High School. He's a senior at Auburn, and coming into the season, he was a career 245 hitter, had seven total home runs, and uh, this year he's hitting 359. Um, is he in conference? He's hitting 295 in conference. So, even, like even just the conference. Uh, batting average 295 is well above his career 245 mark and he already has 15 home runs this year so already doubled what he did in his first three seasons so um in conference play he has six home runs and 17 rbis uh which compared to our best hitter hunter hines has eight home runs and 17 rbis so um just as productive it seems like and he's he's probably single-handedly won auburn some of these five sec games that they've won um, but yeah, he's he's their main home run threat. He he, um, really looking at an SEC play. He's the only one with more than three home runs. Uh, so um, I'm sure that our pitching staff will find a way to make sure that some of those guys get to pad those stats a little bit. But um, he he's the main guy we need to look at. So yeah, fair, fair. Yeah, Jack, Jack, I just put it on the on the document. Look look at that. He yeah. he could he could get a triple there. Yeah, I mean, if... look next to the yeah. monster. Yeah, he's doing this. <laughs> he can get. He's at least hitting two home runs this weekend. He's getting a triple. I won't go. I won't go that far. 
I won't go double. <laughs> he's going to be a single he's gonna, shot. He's, he's going to hit for the cycle on the series. I'll go he's going to get a single, but he's going to get thrown out trying to stretch it into a double. He's going to hit a single, but get thrown out stretching it into a triple, but he missed second base. <laughs> he's going to hit an inside the park home run when all he needed was a triple for the cycle. Yeah. But he just loves the game too much. He has too much pride. It was a walk-off. At Auburn. Stuff mm-hmm. got weird. <laughs> last, the last thing I did have to say about this, before we give our series prediction and like our, our guy of the weekend or whatever, um, Auburn is a better fielding team than we are. They're actually top half of the, of the league um, since SEC play starting. Um since SEC play started, they are second in uh, the conference in turning double plays, and we are second in the SEC in hitting into double plays. So um, I know we mentioned earlier that we're going to have base runners. We, we should be able to um, to score runs. It just kind of depends on timely hitting. That is the, the biggest killer to timely hitting is just hitting a ball hard but right into a shift or right to where um, – as middle infielders are and hitting into double plays. We did it a few times last weekend. Uh, our big hitters, Hunter and Dakota, both did it. Um, so just, I, just, I don't know, really know how you necessarily avoid that, but I mean, just that that can be a killer. So that's also something to look for, to look look at this weekend. But um, yeah, again, timely hitting. You know, although those guys did hit into double plays, they also had massive hits to win us games. So. Um, the confidence was was still there, obviously, but mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I'm gonna let you start off with the series prediction, and um, you can also just give me give me your guy for the weekend. Too. Um, we need a sweep. We're gonna get a sweep. You think so? I uh, hope so. Okay. Um, okay. and I will let you have Dakota this week. Um, who who sounds fun to to take? Who, who, because cause that, that right center sounds pretty fun. I'm looking at dimensions. It's, it's 360, the right center. Our right center is 374. Colton hits a lot to, to our right center. Yeah. Kind of thinking Colton. Okay. I like it. I, I think, I, I I think last that makes sense. Least, I had him last week at least hitting one home run. No, no. Yeah. Give me Kellum. Okay, I like that a lot too. Um, I I really do hope that we see Mershon start this weekend. And I, I think we will. I mean, he he was a he was a spark to our offense. Um, just about any time he was up at the plate last weekend, um, after kind of taking Lane's spot in midway through game two, um, if he's starting, I, I can see him just doing the same exact thing, like. Um, wreaking havoc on the base paths, stretching singles to doubles. He has a very Tanner Allen, like, uh, t- something Tanner Allen about him on the base paths. Like, you know, you hit a ball, like a little blooper to center field, and all of a sudden you're just standing on second base, and everybody's like, how did you get there? So um, I just think a few plays like that, he, he might be my guy of the weekend. So, okay. But, but I, think, um, I think we're going to win two out of three. I think um, – I don't know. There's just something about this Auburn team. I don't know. I, I and it's me just not really trusting the pitching staff 
to shut down three straight games. So, um, yeah, I'm going to give us two out of three. I'll say that we, um, last week I predicted us to lose the Friday game and win the next two. Uh, I think we're going to lose the Saturday game this week. Okay. Yeah. Random Mershon pig for my yeah guy of the weekend, but you know now now I'm now I'm sitting here with Kellum. Our SEC shortstop has to um. They're they're always good, right? SEC shortstops, huh? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Can't remember the last good one I had. Yeah. All right. Why don't you go through and tell us what our matchups for this? So week are. our matchups. Um, we have number three Florida. Sound really good, right? At number six South Carolina. Um, this one started tonight. South Carolina run ruled them. Um, yeah, South Carolina, they're they're good. Um, but us state fans already knew that. We told everyone that. Um, and then we go to the ACC. We have number twenty Boston College at number eighteen UNC. Um, and the who's gonna lose to the future fraud Wake Forest Bowl. Um, and then we have the. The most consistent team in Mississippi, number 24 ranked USM. Uh, don't ask them how many times they've been to Omaha. Um, at number 10, Coastal Carolina won, and <laughs> won a College World Series. But USM's probably a better program, you know. They host, like, a regional every now and then. Um, mm-hmm. And, and like, that that's what matters, according to, to Twitter. On yeah. this fine. USM's consistently ranked until they play a top ten team. You know, you know it's 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 crazy how when USM has to play like two straight SEC opponents, they always lose. It's just some conspiracy against USM. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they don't have money. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder what they think's gonna happen if they ever get to Omaha. Okay, next we have number 21, Oregon State, um, at number 19, Arizona State. Um, this kind of sounds like a football season episode here. Yeah, um, just having ASU on there for no reason. Yeah, uh, we we beat one of these teams. Is Oregon State where Adley went? Is that yep. Oklahoma State? It's Oregon State. Oh, yeah, so we have Adley versus Jaden Daniels. There you go. And then the the very important one here, we have um, East Carolina versus the Fighting Kite McDoubles. Um, I got Kite McDoubles on here. Thank you, Jack. Um, I'm picking Kite here. Um, I know we haven't given picks on these all year, but I'm picking Kite. Yeah. Wichita State, I mean, they. I think they won a midweek against Kansas State and then a midweek against Oklahoma Omaha State. Hatton, you mean? Omahatton? How many times have they been there? Don't ask them. Don't ask them. They're they're uh, the they're the most consistent team in Kansas. Yeah, um, that's that's our mid major matchup of the week. That's East Carolina at Wichita <laughs> State. That one's. I was gonna really try hard to have Wichita State on this one because Hunter told me to, but it was gonna be hard to pick that over USM and Coastal Carolina. You mean the best team in Mississippi? National powerhouses, um, <laughs> and. Uh, so yeah, but but that ended up being a ranked matchup, so it was going to be on there anyway. So now East Carolina gets to go to Wichita State and win three games. So is Coastal really number ten? Yeah, that's crazy. And they didn't make the regional like two years ago. So they must not be a consistent program. 
couldn't be USM. The USM must be much better. Scott Berry must have two rings. Scott Berry has the boys right. Surely they have hitting by now. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that is gonna <laughs> that is gonna wrap up our series that we're looking forward to, and we're gonna move on to Instagram questions, which there are few. Um, I think there might just be one. But thank you so much for uh, asking it, Brooks Taylor. He asked, uh, "Sweep." Hunter thinks so. I I I'm thinking otherwise. But we both have us winning the series. So. Um, yeah, that's it for our Instagram questions. Um, hot seat going for two listeners. Yeah. Hot seat Southern Miss fans on Twitter. Truly. Yeah. All right. Well, that is going to wrap it up for this episode. Um, hoping that the dogs can pull off a third straight SEC win. Uh, at the end of this week, we could have eight SEC wins, be eight and 10 in conference after starting two and nine, which is, um, just Wait, is it two and nine, or maybe three and nine? I don't know. Something, Something not great. Yeah, it was not good. But um, yeah, we're super ex- super excited about um the possibility of possibly being back in the SEC. So stay tuned and find out um this weekend how Mississippi State fares. So um, until then, hail state, and we'll see you back here next time on Going for Two with Jack Taylor. Thanks. Okay, everyone, welcome to the after show. Jack, um, let's look at this picture of Plainsman Park. Um, okay. Why is there a monster? Mm. What purpose does it... Is it only for the parking garage? I don't know. Their bullpen is like at the very bottom of it. This it's is like better what? than Swayze, by the way. <laughs> so is Alabama's. No... I understand the brick doesn't look good, but the stadium itself is better. Dog, the the playground and left is bad. Swayze has a bad playground too. I know, but it, it's not as prominent on on the broadcast. I guess I don't know. It's bad. What about Bluebell Park? Is it better? Is it an up and comer? I like the bubbles. Why are we doing bubbles now? I don't know. We can't come up with our own things. A&M. They're just sharing all their... A&M straight comes up with everything. The ball seven thing was hilarious. They're so good. I'll be taking that. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 really, I really don't understand why there's a monster here. I think it's only to have weird dimensions. Why is it only 360 to right center? That seems short, right? I see a few guys that are going to have a field day with that. Yeah, like Kellum, Colton, Hines, if he can kind of straighten it out. Hines may break that building. Hunter Hines, if Plainsman Park has cameras. 
He may break that building and write. Yeah. I can't wait for Rowdy to hit his third career double this weekend. Hi, right, well, this was the after show. See ya.